1: In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and
2: neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. The season might be over for the Browns, but the NFL season rolls on, and there's always Browns news for us to talk about. So, uh, Daryl, how are you? I know you've been feeling a little bit under the weather. What's going on with you?
0: Um... I'm feeling as good as Miles Garrett's toe probably feels these days.
2: <laughs> so how about the diagnosis on his toe? First of all, uh, that
0: when we saw the video
2: from the Pro Bowl over the weekend, I, my stomach started to turn cuz he was walking like Fred Sanford in the end zone and he looked like he needed a walker after he sprained his toe and then he's, you know, he's limping and he's going and Then he sat down. Yeah, so he was doing that, and then he sat down on the goal line. I was like, I can't believe that I'm watching this video of what they're supposed to be doing to protect the players and make sure nobody gets hurt. I I don't know. Was it a good idea to have him run an obstacle course? Uh, Is that that something that might get plugged in the future, get rid of it?
0: Well, the leg that he ran for the obstacle course was just plain old stupid. Like, why would you have guys jumping over six-feet walls and then they have to crawl under tables, get back up, jump over another six foot wall, crawl under another table, get like it's just the dumbest thing in the world. That no no wonder he got hurt. Like I don't know why they didn't set up a gauntlet of uh, quarterback dummies like they do in practice, where you you start off uh, you know you pick your side left or right, you start off on on one side, you come around quote strip sack the quarterback dummy right. And, but you don't have to scoop the ball up until you do it like the third or fourth time, but you weave around. So you start on the left side, you come around, you strip sack the quarterback, you go to the right side, do it that way. And, 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 and you do that a couple of times. And then on the last one, you got to scoop and score or whatever, like do something like that. Do a do a drill that they actually do in practice instead of, that stupidity, like Joel Batonio running through those breakaway walls or whatever. I thought that was pretty funny and and cool. Uh, Nick Chubb going through the tires, even though he kind of screwed it up the first time he went through it. Again, cool because they go, you know, running backs go through ladders all the time. So, like, I despise the Pro Bowl. I I, I think it's a joke. I don't think they should do it. For some reason, 6 million people had nothing better to do on Sunday than to watch that crap from the NFL. And
2: 60,000 to go inside to watch a flag football game. Just And paid. 60,
0: and pay, you forgot the most important part, Annie. They paid good, hard-earned American cash to watch that crap. Like, at some point, they're going to hold contests for people to pay to watch guys paint walls, and you can watch the paint dry and see who's dries faster at this point. It's It's ridiculous. Uh, how how popular the NFL is, and I say that realizing I make my living because of it, but like for something like that, it, just, it, it was, it, it, you know, and the guy gets hurt, and of course, it's a Brown that gets hurt, so they need to either modify that or just do away with it. Like, the NFL's greedy. They're never getting rid of it. They got money to make. Um, people had nothing better to do with their lives than to watch that nonsense, so it ain't going to go away, but like, at least put a defensive lineman drill out there that they actually do. Like, Betonio runs through guys, right? So it makes sense to have him run through a wall. Uh, Nick Chubb runs through ladders with a football in his hand. So it makes sense to have him run through tires. Like, I just the defensive line part where you're just jumping over a six-foot wall and then crawling out, like, I that just was stupid. So hopefully they switch that part of it out at least. All right, while you were while Mr. you were
2: talking, Daryl, I Googled how much ticket prices were.
0: Yeah. You want to guess? I'm gonna say $125 for a <laughs> I'm gonna say that's like the median price.
2: Yeah, you're about right. 22 Fuck. was the low to get in. They were getting tickets for as much as $325, is what I just Googled. $325 a seat
0: to go watch a flag football game. NFL just out here stealing people's money. So let's just say, I mean, think about it. If the average By ticket the way, was a hundred bucks. It costs the park in Vegas, right? It doesn't go, It, you know, I mean, cause there, you know, fans flew out to the pro bowl. So that doesn't. Yeah. But
2: I mean, you if you're at the, pair pair well, and I don't know, is, deals. is there a train? Is that, uh, I'm just trying to think for parts. Of it. Tra- Vegas in I don't think there's,
0: I don't think there's a train out there.
2: Oh, there is. There's a train on, uh, on the main strip. Uh, it's it's okay, on yeah, the backside of the, of enough. the strip. But that's not why – I mean, everybody walks everywhere there. It's always nice outside, and, you know, I don't know – I got to be honest. I can't remember where the – I thought the football stadium was near McCarran, was near the airport, so – and on the end of the strip. So, but I, I again, yeah, you're you're right. I, I don't know what parking was like. You're right. I, I mean, imagine what everything costs there too, because there's no gambling money inside that inside the stadium.
0: So, let's say let's say on average you spend twenty five hundred bucks per person on a trip to go see the Pro Bowl, right? Oh, are you I, and I'm wondering what, what are you going well, to see? Understanding, what? have you seen airfare prices these days? No, no, I hear you. I hear you. You know, I'm I so I, so. Let's say it's you know one per like, and that's what you got to see, man. I'm so sorry for, I, I'm, I'm so sorry for those. Guys.
2: I would have gone to watch dodgeball. I thought miles looked pretty good in the dodgeball. Did we talk
0: about yeah, this? Yeah. No, we, we did not uh, talk now, about I dodgeball. don't
2: know. I mean, I don't understand what stepping out means If if you have one full foot out, that means you're out. I would think yeah. that if you had a toe on the line, you were still in bounds and he was, but he, he walked away like he knew what he did wrong. And I was bummed. I was like, keep him in there.
0: Man, I, you, can they, they make a shirt watch for him it? by the way? Have you not watched the patches O'Hulahan dodgeball video? But I
2: why about stepping over the line? Just totally ruined. Dodge, do it. Was it dig, dug, dodge, duck? What's the other one? Dive. You just, you just
0: totally ruined the entire joke. I heard your joke. What did yeah? Patches you say? ruined it. The patches oh. oh. a holy hand dodgeball rules video. Yes, It was it a complete oh, video was though? Just, that I don't remember. Yes, on ESPN eight the Ocho. Oh, you
2: know what? It's funny. I can't pick up the Ocho. I don't have rabbit ears anymore. You know, Cotton McKnight on the call.
0: Pepper <laughs> Brooks with your no bleep Sherlock analysis, Captain Obvious analysis. I just <laughs> talked to Mike Goodman. He really wants to win this one today, folks. Jason Bateman. That right? Was Jason
2: Bateman not great in that? Oh, he was fantastic. great.
0: By the way, did you hear this stupid question that. Uh, Nick Sirianni got asked it at the Super Bowl on opening night.
2: No, is whatever. Sunday
0: a must-win?
2: No, no <laughs> one asked that question. Yes. That's not true. There's
0: a there's there's a whole montage of really stupid questions that got asked during opening night, and <laughs> so that was one of them.
2: <laughs> you are going to cry. I'm watching you. No, I
0: mean, I'm I'm going to keel over.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. Did you remember any of the other uh, brilliant questions from opening night?
0: Yeah, that, that, that's the one that stood out. All right. Well, since we're changing. We, Sunday we, is we, Sunday a must win? It's pretty good. Pretty, you no, know, pretty, pretty, I pretty good. I used to be amused by that. I thought, well, like, you know,
2: back in the day, and I'm sure Phelps will appreciate yeah, this. Like
0: when Guillermo would show up, you know. Yes, like when Letterman he, would send somebody then, out yeah, there. Letterman would send, their, send his guy out there and, it used to be fun and cute and all that. No, it's just obnoxiously stupid. Or am, no, or am is, I just? You're
2: right. I, I got to be honest. This is the first year I didn't watch any of the media stuff. I didn't watch any of it. I didn't either. I didn't watch any of it. I was waiting for clips. And, you know, I heard some of the stuff that Kelsey said. We're going to talk about that coming up here in a second, too. But I, I don't know. It, it, you just look at the whole thing and you wonder, you know, does it ever live up to the hype? And you hope that the game does. I don't know. They, I mean, they, I think they sucked the life out of Media Day too when they changed the time and made it into a prime time
0: event. And although uh, I'm sure the
2: teams may like that better because, you know, you can practice during the day. You don't really have to worry about you know busting out from the nap
0: during the day too. Oh, sure. Especially in the sun, you need to get a nap out there. in, yeah. in Arizona, right? Yeah. By the way, the, the the five Ds I was looking for there, Mr. Baskin, was okay. Here, dodge, let me see if I got them. Uh, dive and dodge. The joke is is Dodge Dodge. is in there twice. Dodge? Oh, I didn't realize that. Since you like totally like you just like just. Oh, uncle. You missed the runway. I have never met someone who misses the runway on jokes more than Andy Baskin does. That is. You know why? Are you you dad joke guy? Are you like the quintessential dad joke guy at at family parties and stuff? Does your entire family roll their eyes? Do your kids like do the go away dad? Like I can't be seen in public with you. At family gatherings they can't stand it um all right (laughs) let's do this i want
2: to come back here in a second we'll talk about travis kelsey in fact i have travis kelsey's hockey coach standing in front of me right now he's walking where are you going this is i i'm telling you i have travis kelsey's come here come here yeah we don't need to go to
0: break now just yeah put him in hang on
2: i'm bringing him in hang on let's take a break we'll come right back with more uh it's always game day in cleveland it's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Daryl, do you need to do a read here or something real quick before we go? No, no, go in? ahead.
0: Let's, uh, let's not okay, hold Travis up.
2: Travis Kelsey, team. one of his coaches when he was a kid, Steve Bogus is his name. He's the head coach of Mayfield's hockey team right now. Sit, sit down here for a second and just kind of kneel in. I, this is big time. I know it's exciting. Oh, Why don't you grab a chair and come on over here? So, Coach Bogus here, I need you to sit up because I, oh, I only have on. one microphone. All right, so tell me a little bit about Travis Kelsey, the hockey player.
1: Just like the football player, very flamboyant and outgoing.
2: Don't get all nervous on me. I see nervous. you every day. Don't get all nervous. Not
1: nervous. Not nervous. Not nervous. He's just flamboyant, outgoing. and the way he plays football is the way he played hockey. all
2: right. You are the one that is quoted. I do believe that you talked to Jason Lloyd earlier this week. I did. And did you tell him you thought he could make it to the NHL? I did. Do you think Travis Kelsey should have played in the NHL rather than played football at Cincinnati? You're on the line.
1: Did <laughs> I ain't answering that question. No. Travis did what was right for Travis by playing football. He was the football player.
2: All right. So his dad told us on the air that he played all the way through high school. That's not no. – I thought he played to like 15 or 14. Right. Is that right? And did Jason ever play?
1: Jason played all the way through high school, and Travis was done his eighth grade year. when he uh, was done with eighth grade. And then went and played basketball. All right.
2: Are you surprised at what's happened with him and how his life has turned out? I mean, some will say, then we'll start with Travis. That some will say Travis is the greatest tight end in, in NFL history. You know, I don't know if you want to buy that or not, but could you see some of those things happening when he was a young kid that was skating for you?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, just his skill set, his athletic ability. Yeah,
2: I could see him doing great things, and he did. Obviously, or is doing. I mean, but we're talking about a multi-sport athlete that, you know, you don't ever, I mean, this don't come along very often. And then you've got a brother who's also able to make it to the NFL. So um, I, I don't know. We talked about, let's talk about Jason for a second. What kind of a hockey player was he? Hard-nosed, stronger
1: than a, you know, a mule. And he just would, a good hockey player, smart, strong, just like how he plays center.
2: All right. So, what's been your favorite part of this journey? Because it has been the Kelsey Bowl, and everyone, everything's Kelsey left and right. Um, you, I'll give you credit. You're the guy that hooked us up. You and Todd Gunther hooked us up with Ed on the on the radio show with me and Jeff. Um, what has been the most fun part of this week, or even their part of their careers?
1: Just watch them grow as players, you know, and then still giving back to the community, or or even their communities that they're in now in Philadelphia and Kansas City.
2: You have to have one funny story about these guys growing up. Give me one funny story. Did one of them <laughs> throw a helmet? Did one of them get in a fight in a game? Give me something. Travis did get thrown out of his last
1: hockey game. I can't remember what happened, but I know they told him he needs to leave. Uh, Jason, here's a, here's the thing, and I didn't tell Jason this. We were, we were in a tournament. It was the last, I think it might have been the last game I coached Jason.
2: How old is he then? 15,
1: 16, I think and there's a guy literally like hanging on his back and jason took a slap shot from the blue line and scored i still don't know how he did it cuz a guy was hanging, like basically trying to tackle jason couldn't pull him down and he scores and the referee just skated by me going wow that might be the strongest 15 year old i've ever seen
2: now that's good stuff did travis call the guy Jabroni, is that why he got kicked out of the game? No, he, I know that was before Jabroni. <laughs> All right, were you shocked when he did that at the end of the AFC Championship? No,
1: <laughs> no, I started laughing and just, just, I was like, Yeah, that's about Travis. All
2: right, are you a uh, last question for you? Are you mad that on the New Heights podcast, which is the number one podcast on Apple uh podcast, by the way, Daryl, if you didn't know that one, that uh, Ed gave me a shout out and Travis <laughs> said, Oh, that's awesome. Well, he sort of said. Uh, he gave me the, uh, like that, or he gave ooh. him that. Yeah, he gave him an ooh, so that kind of made me feel warm and fuzzy. Are you jealous or are you mad at me about that?
1: No, not at all. It's
2: fine. All right, who's going to win the Super Bowl?
1: What? I'm going to say the Eagles. Oh, yeah. I think the Eagles' offense is better than the Kansas City's defense.
2: All right, do you have any questions, Daryl? Because I know I'll, I'll relay them to Or I can give him my headset if you want. I, I want to know, hang on a second hang on.
1: hang
0: on hang on hang on this is like part two of the interview here i Let's want see. to know what hockey skill that you taught both of those guys is most applicable to their nfl success
1: i i think one of it was just not even them but just any player that's played for me i try to find where their potential is and just push him in that direction and
0: go that way. Do you credit your instruction on how to board a guy for Travis's unique ability to screen off defenders and catch like 150 touchdown passes?
1: Well, if you ask Travis and or Jason, Jason said it, that Travis doesn't know how to block. So I'm not going to take credit for that.
0: Do you think Travis knows how to block?
1: Yes, Travis does know how to block. I mean, he you wouldn't get that far by not knowing how to block.
0: Who? Which one was the better student from your position as a coach? Who is the most coachable, Jason or Travis? I, I'd probably say
1: Jason because Travis, with his arrogance and flamboyant, he would like to press my buttons and just, you know, I, I would just have to skate away from Travis
0: because, you know, he'd make little – he chirp a little bit and you just laugh at like, Oh, get away, Travis. You, you open Pandora's box. All right. Give us an example of something that Travis oh. said to you that made you say, I, mean, I do <laughs> deal with this kid anymore. I, I don't know.
1: It's a long time ago. And it, I mean, but it was all in good nature and I know the way the boys worked, you know, I, I let them get away with a little, probably more than I probably should, but with their work ethic, you, you know, you let guys slide on things like that.
0: And you get last one for me. Mm-hmm. You got to deal with uh, Mr. and Mrs. Kelsey growing mm-hmm. up uh, as parents. So are they taking sides in this game? Does no. dad take one team and mom take the other vice no. versa? Like, how are they handling this as parents? This has got to be killing them, I'm sure.
1: Oh, I'm sure it is. I have, I you know, I've sent them a couple texts through the week, you know, more saying good luck. And it was funny is I was in Buffalo this weekend with my kids for hockey. And uh, the team we played was the Pittsburgh Yetis. And you know they call Travis the Big Yeti, so I took a picture of that and sent that over to them. And you know they're just taking it in stride one day at a time, I'm, I assume, and just having fun with it. Did Mrs. How Kelsey couldn't you cookies? Excuse me, Mrs. Kelsey ever bring you cookies? I don't remember. She probably <laughs> she might have. I don't know. I mean, Daryl, it's been a long time, man. Ah, I don't see I'm trying to do the. I think it's been over about 25 years ago. I think I had him. No, that's not right. Yeah, it's a I was gonna say I was yeah. in
0: high school back then and I'm old yeah enough. I I
1: don't know Let's see oh yeah. three maybe I don't know I don't know how long it's been I, I've lost track of time on when I had them and coached them
2: both all right Daryl so I I can see you on the other side but I can't hear you so here let me get my headsets back so now I can hear you all right so uh Steve bogus thank you for joining us we appreciate it. no don't you know you're not, you're not off the hook yet so the biggest the the, the bigger part of this was So you played for Cleveland Heights, just like the Kelsey boys, right? And then you coached at Cleveland Heights too. Okay. So my question is during the eighties, did you ever ask me for my autograph? Did you ever ask me for my autograph when you were coming, when we were coming off the ice and we had all those great teams?
1: Absolutely. I sure I get, I did ask it. I think I might have it in the garbage somewhere at home. Oh,
2: thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Steve Bogus. Well, look at that. What a drop in interview. How lucky are we on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland to get insight that you are not getting anywhere else nationally on you know the world's greatest, second greatest podcast after New Heights, uh, which was fun. One... Oh, spit and Chicklets. Yeah, yeah, they give that. That's a pretty right, good they're, podcast, they're too. All right, I'll, uh, we'll talk about office ladies later after Goodbye, he walks out there. Goodbye. It's Steve Bogus, said coach at Mayfield High School. By the way, he's got a kid named JD Sega who's amazing. Um, so anyway, that's that point. I think that killed the whole segment, didn't it?
0: <laughs> he was great I, although i I was uh a little disappointed that he uh was unable to share any specific comments that may uh, have been made uh by Travis that made him uh, skate away so that wouldn't surprise
2: me so yeah he, he wants on. to maintain his friendship with the family that's why I didn't go to i was re- I
0: was really hoping like it included some you know colorful adjectives or something. <laughs>
2: All right, there you have it. That was our gift. Let's talk a little bit more about the Kelsey's, the Super Bowl, and Joe Woods. We'll do that straight ahead on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin getting ready for the Super Bowl coming up. We'll talk a little bit more about that and Joe Woods here in one
0: moment. Daryl. Mobile sports betting finally legal here in the state of Ohio. BetQL is here to help make you the most informed bets possible. See all of today's best bets by heading to BetQL.com or downloading the BetQL app and claim your free three day trial today. Head to BetQL.com slash news slash 923 the fan for exclusive sports book offers. And I'm you're sure my bets the- being laid down for this weekend's game. Super wide writer article today. Like just record amounts. I, I love this like. They're, they're, you know, record amounts. Let, let's let's put this uh, in the proper context. I don't know that it's record amounts of cash, but it's record amounts of known above board cash being laid down. Well, yeah,
2: that makes sense.
0: Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think we could say it's record cash being laid down on the Super Bowl because, well, you know, I'm sure a lot of stuff. Uh, I never participated, but I'm sure across this great nation of ours, there may have been some. Uh, recreational purposes only uh, activities going on, leading up to Super Bowls for the uh, previous, I don't know, what are we on? 57. So 56 of them. Yeah. You know
2: what I want to do here? Um, I don't think I'll lose my, uh, I, you want to go through some of the prop bets. I've got some of those too. Or do you want to do those later this week?
0: Yeah, oh, we can do those later this week. All right. We'll do them
2: later this week. I mean, there's some good ones like uh two minute warning. Will the clock stop exactly at two minutes on the two minute warning? Um will there be a first down on the first play game? So we'll go through a bunch of those later in the week. All right, I, I want to talk about uh, another subject with you because I know it's near and dear to your heart. And as a New Orleans Saints fan, I bet you are just ecstatic that Joe <laughs> Woods is the new defensive coordinator in New Orleans. Daryl, tell us, as a child of the city of New Orleans and a longtime Saints fan, which, by the way, is the only helmet that has a plant on it, Um, please tell
0: me that you're excited about Joe Woods going to New Orleans. I uh, I took a couple of Tylenol. I'm not gonna lie. Um, uh, the good news is that uh, Joe Woods is basically gonna be Alex Van Pelt on defense for Dennis Allen. That's the good news, right? So he's not gonna be calling the plays. He's gonna be help out in the secondary. So um, hopefully uh, I won't have to watch the spider meme defense in New Orleans. But I am uh, I'm bracing for it uh, rather uh, <sighs> unenthusiastically. I think is the way I want to put that. Andy, I am very unenthusiastic about the hire of Joe Woods by my uh Saints down in the parish, not city, it's the parish what of New Orleans. All right. What are those uh beignets? You your beignets eyes when I right?
2: Those beignets are better known as powdered donuts. Really, what is a beignet? Isn't that it? It's just a powdered donut, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it's a, it's the Cleveland version of a punchki <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Like, come on, man. I get it. I you know, I'm I'm down with it. I love the fact that you know punch keys have been huge and you
0: have been disinvited to Mardi Gras. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, there, seriously, why do they put was, the little listen? You strike me as no fun at parties. Let me tell you.
2: Oh, well, me, I used to be a yeah. lot of fun at parties, and then I, you know what happened?
0: And then you got married and had kids. Had the
2: biggest party of our life at, at our wedding, and then it was all downhill after that. Then the parties became Oh my god, do we have to go out and buy more diapers and formula? Oh my god. And then it became the dogs. And now it's it's college. And it's just, oh, it is just I used to be fun, Daryl. I really was. I was a fun guy. At least I think I was fun. Um, I think people used to like me, but now, gosh darn it, I I'm an underachiever. I still I'm like feeling you. Good. I just I, know, you I know, know I just
0: I'm just you know, uh
2: I, I gotta tell you, if this podcast doesn't work out, I want to do a podcast called the Middle Aged Man Podcast. And really, you would have to go to school anywhere from... I'll go 83 to 90. You would have had to graduated 83 to 94-ish,
0: maybe? No, 95. you got go to go like 97 so that I can 97? All right, I'll take oh, you to 97. I'm, at, I'm 45. I'm middle age.
2: Oh, there we go. All right, so if you graduated anywhere from... 80, I'll even go 81. Someway,
0: the, somehow, I have avoided, as a single man, I have avoided the midlife crisis. Um, however... Um, the temptations have been there uh, to, you know, freak out about being 45 and single and all that kind of stuff. Don't Um, But uh, I, I, I've not bought a a sports car uh, mostly because I can't afford one. Um, I have that
2: whole midlife crisis also is uh, based on having some cash in your pocket. Yeah.
0: I, yeah, I have no cash available to me right now. I am. uh, I think I'm broker than the United States government at this point. Mm. um <laughs> my my finances my, my finances look like the united states government everything is borrowed cash <laughs> but um but if like, you're
2: not pay, if you don't pay it back you get in trouble but if the government is, doesn't pay right. it back what's I like i don't get it what's wrong I'm like
0: it right, let's put this way. i i think i raise my debt ceiling once a month <laughs> at this point in life you know,
2: but, you know it's bad when they put a billboard in front of your house and it's got that running total on it, like yeah. seventy-seven. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. But yeah, so I've not had the midnight the, the midnight crisis, but I have like so I, I have found like stuff that I used to make fun of my parents, especially my dad growing up about. Right. Right. Whether it's, you know, uh taste in music, you know, the timeline and the taste in music. It's like I totally get it now. Like I listen to eighties and nineties music nonstop. Like I don't listen to a lot of new stuff because I don't I'm not into a lot of the new stuff. I'm into you are
2: w you are Mr. WNCX right now. Yeah,
0: right? yeah, but yeah, I mean, I'm I am their target demographic right now. um you know, uh, bands that I grew up listening to are now going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Joe Thomas, who I covered as a rookie in 2007 is mere days away from potentially going into the hall of fame. Yeah. I'm old. I, I, yeah, I think I'm old. I'm, I'm middle-aged, but I, I, I would, uh, you know, I, I think I would be a pretty solid contributor to the midlife crisis podcast with Andy Baskin. Well, I think it'd be good. And then we could do
2: a segment like, you, you know, uh, you know, you're a middle-aged Browns fan when you call a radio show and say, Oh, well, you know, back when Bernie did it and then, you know, you're an older fan. If you're like back when Jim Brown did it and then you're like Paul Brown and then and then you got to list your resume. Like, I think if you have to list your resume to start the phone call. Hi, uh, is this 923 The fan? Yeah, yes, it is. Oh, Daryl. Hey, a hey, time listener, uh, first time caller. Hey, Want to let you know, you know, my our family had season tickets a long time ago. Uh, we got rid of them because we didn't like so and so. Um also I was there for the drive the fumble the shot. Uh I was there for Jose Mesa's meltdown. Uh I was there for three of the four losses uh for the Cavs championship. So now that I have a resume, can I ask a question?
0: Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you know what I think we do have to absolutely talk about? What do we Trent, absolutely have to talk about? Yeah. Trent Dilfer's comments about Tom Brady. And when he when him. he said when he said that uh, it's uh, unimpressive what Brady's accomplished. Um you know what's unimpressive, Trent Dilfer? When I look back not so fondly on your times as Brown's quarterback, that right there is the definition of unimpressive.
2: What If you weren't impressed by the fact that he won a Super Bowl after he left New England to go win one with Tampa, what impresses you? I, I don't understand. I know. Yeah,
0: I, I, Do you think he just said
2: it for clicks?
0: I, I don't know why he said it. But I I I saw that headline and then I listened to the clip and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me! And then the first thing came to my mind was, yeah, you know what was really unimpressive was your tenure as Cleveland Browns starting quarterback. I'm assuming
2: I'm thinking that probably, and here's what's amazing: Tom Brady when he joins when Tom. Oh, by the way, the Raiders have uh, granted permission have granted quarterback Derek Carr permission to visit with New Orleans, my friend.
0: All right. All I, Although
2: I take, no trade is imminent,
0: I, I would I would take Derek Carr with the Saints. Absolutely, that's
2: from Yahoo Sports. Yahoo
0: Sports. Oh, I, Sports. I love the sound of that. By the way, also thrown in there was Aaron Rodgers. I get the Aaron Rodgers unimpressive part, right? I mean, all the talent that Rodgers had over the years. He's only got one Super Bowl, but Tom freaking Brady, the guy that was a six round pick, uh, looked like me at the combine. You, you know that famous photo. Yeah. And, and he goes on and he wins seven Super Bowls and you're uh, and holds how many NFL records? Like you're unimpressed with that.
2: So here's the crazy thing, because we brought this up on our show today that uh, like it's mind boggling to me. It's mind boggling to me what LeBron has done as he embarks on becoming the all time leading scorer in the NBA because and the conversation goes back to Brady about when we talk about the GOAT.
0: Well, you know, Andy, I, you know, I remember uh, watching LeBron when he was 16 years old at Akron, St. Vincent, St. Mary. Can I ask you a question now?
2: Uh, well, it depends. How many games did you <laughs> see? And did you actually pony up any money to watch the pay-per-view games Phelps was doing on TV? I
0: uh, I watched every one of his Cleveland Cavalier games. How about that? Including playoffs and NBA finals.
2: Uh, but where were you for the draft? And where were you for the draft? I was
0: working that night. And nope, I, you're
2: not good enough. You can't ask a question. I,
0: I remember when LeBron got up and went to shake the commissioner's hand wearing that nice bright white suit of his.
2: All right. True or false, Austin
0: Austin Carr was on the verge of tears that night. True or false. That is a hundred percent true. That is true. That he is was true. he was on the he he broke out into tears the night they won the draft lottery to get LeBron James. I was
2: doing I did an update from the club lounge during Love the it. Indians game. And it was crazy how at the ballpark that night, because it was a good crowd that night, um, it went wild the night LeBron. It the was night like- we won the yeah. draft lottery. And then everyone said, oh, man, I hope they don't screw this up by taking Carmelo Anthony. That was like the number one line coming out. So let me go back to this goat. And everyone thing. was worried
0: that LeBron wouldn't want to come play for the Cavs. Like, because that became the instant question. Are you willing to come up to Cleveland and play for the Cavs? Like-
2: yeah, so... And then LeBron, after LeBron got drafted, he had a suite. It was decked out with food, and he slept the entire time. Because it was a, it was a – I mean, I can't imagine. He probably went two days without sleeping the night he got drafted.
0: Yeah, I bet. Because
2: he probably didn't sleep the night before, and then he was on a whirlwind tour after he was uh, the first one selected by the Cavs. All right, so let me just – let's end it on this too. That Tom Brady and LeBron James, like the, the thing about Tom Brady is that there was absolutely zero pressure on him, and he becomes the GOAT. And LeBron had all the pressure in the world on him. I don't know if you saw it, but somebody
0: – ju- Sports Illustrated, the chosen one.
2: There is an amazing
0: – I, I don't know if there gets any more pressure than that, Andy. Right? Uh,
2: there, There is an amazing video that I forgot about that they aired before LeBron's first ever regular season game against Sacramento. Did you ever see this? It's a Nike commercial.
0: Yeah, it's, it's where uh, – yeah, it's – everyone, like, time stands still. Yeah, like, LeBron's dribbling the ball. Time stayed like, time, yeah. It's, still. I just
2: saw it again today, and yeah. I totally and he, forgot about he, that.
0: And then, like, after 15 seconds, he everyone's like looking at him, waiting for the, him like, to do something. George and Gervin, he, yeah, he just smiles. And then the Nike swoosh, it goes to black with the Nike swoosh. It was the great. announcer's
2: like, I can't see. So, LeBron has the ball top of the three point arc, and uh. Who was it that was on the other side of Sacramento maybe it was Bibby or something like that yeah
0: it was it was yeah it was the, the Kings was the first uh, game yeah
2: so it was a gig and he's standing there and he's guarding LeBron and LeBron is just standing there and he's got the ball and he looks really nervous they try to make him look really nervous and scared and then they go to all these shots around the venue and then all of a sudden uh, Iceman says come on kid you got this off on the sidelines and then LeBron looks and he looks scared again and then all of a sudden he goes, ha, 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 And he takes it to the hole. I got goosebumps watching that again. Yeah. All right. So that was my whole goat conversation, Daryl. It has been a fun show today. I really, I, we want to thank our special guest, Steve Bogus, Mayfield high school hockey coach, who probably had no idea when he woke up this morning, he would be as famous as he is more importantly, <laughs> he's a guy that coached both the Kelsey boys uh, growing up playing hockey. So uh, we want to thank him for his time and, I'm sure he'll get ripped up and down. Daryl, it's been great. Uh, Meredith couldn't have produced a better one ever. Awesome, good job, Meredith Kane. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. We're back again on Thursday. He's Daryl. I'm Andy. It's always game day, Cleveland.